Woman Rights with Century Lion and Otterau and Enon. Hey everybody, welcome to our Women Rights Podcast. I am your co-host Enon Otterau. Thank you guys for tuning in on today's episode. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you can still do so because they are still available. And as I've mentioned on our previous or last episode, that if you would like to be a guest, you can hit us up on Instagram and send us a DM at woman underscore right. And you will tell us which topic you would like us to tackle. Thank you guys for tuning in. And today we will be having a very sensitive topic. My co-host will introduce today's topic and herself as well. So please stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Cynthia Lyon. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Today we're going to be talking about gender-based violence as well as patriarchy. So please stay tuned. So how do you know if you are a victim of abuse or that you have been a victim of abuse before? Domestic violence isn't physical violence only. It can take other forms such as emotional, verbal, psychological, as well as sexual abuse. It is about one person in a relationship that is using a pattern of behaviors to control the other person. If your partner or any other person repeatedly uses one or more of the following to control you, then unfortunately you have been abused. And those things include pushing, hitting, slapping, choking, kicking, or biting. Threatening you, your children, other family members, threatening suicide to get you to do something, using a weapon against you, keeping you from seeing your family, your loved ones, your friends, and also keeping or taking your paycheck, puts you down or makes you feel bad, forces you to have sex or to do other sexual acts that you are not comfortable with. So as Sintra has already mentioned how one can know if they are a victim of abuse, you should always take note that gender-based violence can impact anyone regardless of their geographical location, socio-economic background, their race, religion, sexuality, or gender identity. While wild women and girls are the most at risk and the most affected by gender-based violence, violence sorry, boys and men and sexual and gender minorities are all, can also experience gender-based violence. So as I had mentioned earlier, there are different types of abuse. We have emotional or psychological abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, as well as sexual abuse. Emotional or psychological abuse can cause anxiety and depression and can cause you to isolate yourself from your loved ones. It is a play on your emotions and mind that affects you negatively. Verbal abuse is the use of language to destroy you. It is criticizing, name-calling, threatening, and blaming you. Words are extremely powerful and the Bible warns us about this in a scripture that says that there is power of life and death in the tongue. It can lead to a significant detriment to one's self-esteem, emotional well-being, as well as their physical states. So you need to guard your lips because what you say can really destroy a person. Physical abuse includes hitting, pushing, kicking, slapping, whipping, pinching, pulling of hair, or throwing things at the victim or using a weapon to harm the victim. Then we find sexual abuse. Sexual abuse is unwanted sex in any form, forcing a partner or a person to act out fantasies or demanding your partner or a person to wear something that is provocative. So do you think a person's upbringing and family background has a negative impact on them if they got to experience violence at a young age? 
Yeah, I think it does. You know, as a minor, the things you are taught at home, they are things that you basically do when you're with other people, unless uh, when you've grown and then that's when you can change your lifestyle or your lifestyle, which is a bit hard to change it when you've, you've grown up because you are still following the patterns that you were taught when you were still young. So it gets a bit tricky if maybe you've seen you are a guy or a boy and you've seen your mom being hit every day or being shouted at every day. So you think this is how you treat a woman, you know. So it's basically what you'll do every day when you see other women. So the way or the things you see at home are basically the things that you will carry with you out when you go out there. So I think it really does. Um, in most cases, even with, okay, with people that were in like healthy environments you can tell that okay this person is from a healthy environment and with someone that is from a toxic environment you can also spot the difference you know so it also it just changes when you grow up that you decide whether you want to be a good person you want to be the person that your dad was or maybe you want to be a good person you want you don't want to be doing things that uh, your dad was doing to your mom Mm. no yeah so do you think it's like that yeah, I think it really, um, the upbringing, family background, community really plays a huge role on, you know, how you decide to treat other people around you. Because if you grew up in an abusive household, you're more likely to become abusive yourself. But, however, we're not using this as an excuse, you know, we're not mm-hmm. justifying men's behavior now or some women's behavior. We're basically saying that it could be one of the reasons why they are so aggressive now. But you need to decide to change that yourself and be like, you know what, I don't want to become like my dad, I don't want to become like my mother, or I don't want to become like my neighbors, you know. Mm-hmm. But definitely the background, um, the society, the village, all of that plays um, a big role. Yeah, it really does. So one thing that you've mentioned, or one <laughs> form of violence that I know is intimate partner violence. And in most cases, women that are abused by their partners are likely to leave their partners. Why do you think it's so? Well, I think it is difficult to leave the partner because by the time that you realize, or by the yeah, by the time you realize that this is deep, like the partner has already, has already done so much damage to you. And especially if your partner is a verbal abuser, not just only like physical or sexual if your partner is a verbal abuser or psychological abuser, that is the worst, I believe. Because that means they got to play on your mind and emotions to the extent that you think you are nothing without them. You mm-hmm. think you're worthless, there's no value, you're not beautiful, you can't make it on your own. And that is why so many women or men find it difficult to leave those kind of relationships or those people because by that time, they feel like they are nothing. They won't survive without that partner they won't be able to raise the kids on their own. So these people have had a huge impact on their mindset to the point where it's just so deteriorated, distorted, they're so broken and yeah, they just can't see themselves walking out. So that's why it's so easy for us to be like, why doesn't she leave? Why doesn't he leave? But I think we fail to understand the psychological effect of being abused. Mm-hmm. And how abusers make you feel like you are nothing without them. To the point that you start believing these things. I mean, guys, it's like sleeping with the devil. It is very dangerous. Eventually, you're going to start believing all the lies that the devil is feeding you every single day of your life of that marriage. Now, imagine you decide to walk away. Obviously, 
you you know the devil has done so much damage you don't even know you believe every lie basically you know so mm. you can't see yourself without that person and yeah you just think you can't make it so i feel like that's why that's the major reason why they don't leave besides all the other dependency they have on them for example financial dependency emotional dependency or just you know having a partner not being alone mm. besides all of that i just feel like they have deteriorated them um mentally that they can't do it on their own now yeah true. and um, i actually like how this thing is actually building up do you remember on our episode of independence yeah we told our listeners that you should be comfortable being alone mm-hmm. you know so obviously if you're comfortable being alone there's really no need for you to be having someone okay maybe there is a need but obviously you'd you'd not be afraid, be, be afraid to yeah to be alone and to even over yeah, and even settling again we spoke about that that you should not settle for this so obviously if you're seeing the red flags from the beginning mm. you can still get out of the the relationship without even feeling any form of guilt i'd actually it. advise everybody like if you see these serious red flags from the beginning please leave in the beginning mm. i know as females we we are very hopeful creatures that is just how god created us to be you know we're more hopeful and more patient than the other gender but these are the very same things that are going to end up killing us because mm. hey and we're very hopeful thinking he's going to change he's going to do better but if you see these serious red flags from the beginning i think that is very that is the time you should run away mm. because with gender-based violence cases increasing so rapidly in south africa you see that this thing is no longer a joke it's not a game Mm. If you are able to escape while it's still in the beginning phases, then please do so. Yeah, very true. So now, on the last part that you've mentioned, I think like during lockdown, we had most cases of gender-based violence rising, just like you said now, more especially with intimate partners, you know. So do you think the life that we were living before was very fast or way too busy that most people could not even study their partners? Definitely. And one thing that, okay, one thing that for me, okay, one reason why I would say the cases also increased would be, I feel like the distractions decreased, you know, men would not be, or not just men, but people were not able to go to work. They were working from home now. Some people lost their jobs. You can't go to the club to get distracted um, or go visit friends and all of that because of the for example, level five regulations and stuff Mm. like that, you know? So now all the distractions that used to exist, the things that you would use to like, you know, take out stress and forget about your problems, all those things were taken away. They were shut down. You were not able to access those things. I know Mm. that a lot of men who deal with, um, or people that I know personally that are male that go to the gym to deal with their stress. Now gyms were closed as well. So now it was a matter of where do they take out their stress? And I'm not saying taking it out on another human being is the right way. It is definitely not. I'm not trying to justify their behavior. But I'm just saying all those distractions were out of the way that they now started taking out their stress, the stress of being retrenched or the stress of work or the stress of salary um, reduction or whatever case that may, like whatever case it was, Mm -hmm. they started taking out that on their partners. So I feel like that was one of the reasons why the cases were also increasing because now it's like, oh, I can't just book at a hotel and meet up with one of the sides because <laughs> hotels were closed, you know? So now it's also like, I can't go to the gym and take out all the stress. 
I can't go to a club and just drink my problems away. Mm. Then they banned alcohol as well as cigarettes, you know, tobacco products. So now it's like, oh my gosh, alcohol used to numb the pain. Now I can't access mm. alcohol. So I feel like then people couldn't have those things that they had before to deal with the things that were going through the stress and the pain and the everything else that was just going bad in their lives, mm. that they now started taking it out on the family, the kids, the wife, the husband, yeah, etc. So I think that is one of the reasons. What other reasons do you think led to an increase of the cases? Well, obviously the the ban of alcohol, I mean, and all the destructions, like you've mentioned. And, um, okay, one thing that made people not to study their partners, it's because we can get married now, we move into a new house, and then um, every day I'll be going to work, you'll be going to work. So we only meet later in the evening. So we just get time to talk about what happened during the day and then we sleep. Next next day, the same routine. So I can't even know if you are aggressive or you're angry or if maybe you're going through some stress. Well, even, how if you, we, yeah. even if we're compatible, like mm, you can't you really know? see because we spend most of the day at work. Yeah, I think I even saw a tweet. I don't know who it was. The lady was like, this is where I actually realized that I don't even know my husband. I saw someone who said, um, oh, Mbumili Dwaba tweeted that um, she realized um, during lockdown that she actually married her best friend. Mm. Then somebody replied to that tweet and was like, lucky for you, but this is when I realized that I married somebody who's selfish. You know, like you couldn't see all those things. Like, just it was, like yeah. Yeah, it, it was so important to even marry your best friend. Imagine now you were stuck with someone that you were you not even really used like to having me. a conversation with every day. So, now you see this person from yeah. morning till evening. There's no work in between. There's no going to the gym, mm. going to your friends, going out. You stuck with that person like throughout lockdown. Mm. I think then mm. it became yeah, difficult so for people. Imagine if there are no kids in the house. It's just no distraction no at, all. at all. Zero. <laughs> yeah. And obviously I can't be on my phone all the time because I have to give you attention. You know. I feel like that's also why uh, some yeah. relationships or marriages did not survive. Not even <laughs> three months. You know, you I know, feel like yeah. Yeah, people started realizing we're not compatible or I, exactly. I don't really like mm. you or I don't really know you. I thought I did, but mm. yeah, I thought I did. But now I'm like with you 24-7 and I'm realizing you're not the person I thought you were mm. or the person I had hoped you'd be. Yeah, true. That. And I think lockdown really helped us a lot, more especially when it comes to self-introspection and Definitely. studying your partner as well. It was so important, even though it came in a way that it was not okay because of the virus but yeah i think we actually do need some time off sometimes you know because we can't really always be um not confronting our emotions and running away Mm. yeah so how how can we make this matter this gbv to be taken seriously but i feel like now it is like before Mm. i think people were not taking it as serious but I think now, with all the cases rising so rapidly in South Africa, and people protesting, and men also joining mm-hmm. in, and you know, we're not alone. I feel like people are starting to really notice, like, hey, this so thing is real. Serious. Yeah. And I'm so glad that men are actually joining us, because in most like, we are the ones that are suffering the most. I'm not saying that men are not suffering, but yeah. we are the ones that are suffering the most. And it's actually so nice to even hear a guy saying that i'd never lay a hand on a woman 
yeah you know hearing men defend women Mm. or yeah or protecting them or doing what they can to make sure that women are protected Mm. or safe it's it's an amazing feeling because lately it's bad we're losing hope in men and it's not safe for us i mean last week there was even uh, a trend about uh, a, a girl that was almost kidnapped by uber driver Imagine so an Uber see. driver. I mean, what are we supposed to you use see. now as transport? Because we can't even use the taxis because of lockdown. I mean, the the COVID. Yeah, because it's a hundred percent capacity. Mm. So obviously, we'll use um taxi by or Uber. Tax, yeah, Bolt or Uber. But now it's you just can't. you and the Uber driver. Like if he, if it's a he, what if he decides to just make a short lift? You know, and there's nothing. And then you, can you do. know what you what can you do? Like, get out of a moving vehicle. You know, the safest thing, now, You should share a trip with uh, someone close to you. Maybe this is why they actually had an option of sharing your trip with someone. Yeah. But the problem comes when you are in that situation. Because I can share a trip with you and you're in no straight. And mm. I'm in PLK. Like, there's, not, there's literally nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is that, okay, this person shared a trip. I like, can you can call, call the cops, the cops can, and tell them yeah, that this person was moving happened. wherever, wherever. But when I'm in that situation, yeah. what do I do? It's it's facing you. Mm. You are there. You can't wait on me to call the exactly. cops while you're still waiting. What's happening with you in mm. that car? So now the option that we are left with, which is a bit bad, because now we have to walk around with um, weapons, weapons tasers, you know, um, okab. Mm. Honestly, honestly speaking. Right, this is really drastic, and I know that this, you know, using weapons is a big deal. But mm. I really want a gun. <laughs> Same here. I really want to own a gun. We've now. actually been talking about this for the longest. Yeah, time. we okay. have. Like yeah. I thought, you know, it would go away. Yeah. Now the feeling is stronger. The reason oh, why okay. I want to have it, it's it, there are more reasons, and mm. I'm just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill somebody. But, but I mean, it, if I could it, shoot it, your leg to distract you and I can run away while you're still focused on the pain, mm. it's it's going to help me. Because imagine me being chased by a nigger. He's probably going to catch up to me. Yeah, you know? true. So, I, no, honestly, I, I, I need it. And the pepper sprays and everything. We just need to carry all those things around. But it's just so sad how it we is. have to do all these things. We have to get pepper sprays. You have to get a taser. You have to get... um. A knife or whatever. What are men doing? They're walking around the streets, homonati, <laughs> carefree. <laughs> they don't worry. They're not worried about anything. They don't care about their sisters. You know, there's this yeah. other thread that I saw on Instagram where they were like, Have you ever had to change your outfit because you are using public transport? And that has been me. I have experienced mm. that way. It's a hot day. We're probably planning on going somewhere nice or whatever. And I want to, you know, I just want to show some, some legs. Skin, yeah. yeah, some skin. Yeah, you know, but then I think of the form so, of transport yeah. that I'll be using. And I'm like, no, I think this could get me into trouble or this could bring unnecessary attention. Mm. And I had to change. I mean, now I can't wear what I want to wear. Okay. Now that you're talking about it, do you think like uh, the dress coat or the, the bum shorts and everything, mm. do they have an impact on us being violated. Yes, they do. And well, you know what, guys, let's just be honest, they do. Because if you dress like a slut, you get the treatment of mm. a slut. So we have experienced that and we've seen that and we are constantly witnessing that. So it's it's gonna be 
I'm gonna be lying if I said that it doesn't, it doesn't affect it, it it doesn't lead to us being violated. I'd be lying because it does. But also at the same time, you might be fully dressed and a man can still violate you, mm. you know? But also I'm just saying if you dress like a slut, you're gonna be treated like a slut and you're gonna attract those kind of men. Mm. Like a proper, respectable, honorable man will not approach a slut and then you know, and like treat them the, like that. The they probably won't even approach you at all because they might not be into that type. Mm. They'll be like, ah, nah, I'm not into a hoe or somebody who who looks like a hoe type mm. of thing. Then there are those ones who are like, I, I'm looking for a good time, a fun time. They will one definitely go, yeah, one night stand. They're definitely going to go for the girls who are dressed like a hoe. So you guys should also listen to our episode called Dress Code where we actually really get into detail about dress code and, mm. yeah. The kinds of people it attracts. Then another thing, you know, when you mentioned that uh, somebody will attract you because of how you dress, and when they get there, and then they, it turns out that you're not even looking for anything. Like you just dress like that because, because it was to. hot. Yeah. And they start telling you that, I thought you want this because of how you are dressed. You know. Mm. So, it kind of calls some sort of attention. But I hate yeah. it. You know, because sometimes. You just dress like that, showing a little bit of skin because it's hot. it's hot and you also want to feel hot. Mm. You know, sometimes you just want to look sexy for yourself. Mm. Not because you're trying to catch, you know, you're not trying to catch fish out there. You just really just want to look sexy. Mm. I mean, it's a girl's night out. We just want to look pretty. We just yeah. want to look beautiful. But we actually, there's no intention of us catching men. We're not trying to do that. We just want to look good. Mm. But now we have to really think like twice about our outfit before we get out. But also to say, it's a good thing because now it's going to stop a lot of people from dressing like hoes. Mm. But at the same time, it's also, it just sucks that women have to think many times about everything. You have to check your purse to ensure that you have to make sure that you have your pepper spray and your mm. and your taser before you leave. Now on top of that, you have to check your outfit. Is this appropriate? And remember, what could be appropriate for one man might still be inappropriate for another man. So now, like, what are we supposed to do, my darling? You could be dressed in the longest dress on earth. Let's see, kind of vibes. uniform, ne? And a man, if a man is out to hunt you, regardless, do it doesn't matter what you're wearing. If mm. a man sees you on the street and he's like, whether mm. or so sad. We are not safe at all. So what are we supposed to do? We don't even know anymore. But okay, one thing I can say is that men should start like being with us being with us in this whole situation and try to protect us as much as they can okay now what about out. what about the men who are abusers because there are men who are with us mm. they are on our side they are fighting for us they're defending us they have never laid a, uh, a finger on a woman in a violent way mm. there are men like that i know i'm surrounded by men who actually mm. speak up about these things on their social media platforms, right? Mm, mm. Um, and stuff. But I, we, un, like, the problem isn't those men who are good and defending us. The problem is the abusers. Mm. Are the abusers? What about them? What is being done to them? What are they doing to stop? Yeah. Are they even planning to stop? Because in most cases of rape, 
um the suspects are not really okay maybe people like the the victims don't even come out that this is the person that raped me okay. so they're still walking around freely okay a, even if they do come out you see i think what makes the the cases less difficult or rape cases less difficult is if you come out with the truth that very same moment or just a few minutes after getting raped mm. you can go to the police station they can do the whole rape kit on you and stuff and gather evidence and whatever mm. but if you're gonna come out years later and then you are willing to take that person to court and stuff what proof do you have at the end of the day the justice system needs proof and you already done a lot of damage like after you he probably went for someone else like, like what proof do you have now years later no that he raped you, you so see? it's basically now my word against your mm. word i mean look at what what's happening between lady zamar as and well as java. java yeah like it's now a my word against your word is that bad. is that's the worst thing about this like about rape when now time has overlapsed you don't even have any proof mm. now it's literally difficult for the court to decide if this man or this woman or whatever is guilty or innocent because mm. now it's like it's a my word against your word let the best man win yeah, or the man yeah. with the, the greatest lawyer win mm. and there's actually something that i saw on twitter as well the lady was like um he told the person that was raping her that can you please wear a condom i'm hiv positive Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and she was like, I was not protecting me or him. Because people were like, why are you protecting him? Why did mm. you leave it? Like, he, he, I mean, she said she was not protecting him. He, She was actually protecting the other victims. Mm. But in my mind, I was like, why didn't she go to the police afterwards? So she is still letting the guys still Walk go around. out and gallivant and do the other things to other girls, you know? Damn. Okay, damn. One thing I can say is, I like how in that moment she thought of, this guy is raping me, he's probably going to rape other people, Mm. and he's going to be passing on this disease. So let me just tell him, so that other victims don't suffer from Mm. HIV, right? But now you brought up a good question of, why didn't she like go and report him? But also I think it's fair what yeah. if you know the person or also even if you don't know the person what if the person finds you or what if the person knows you mm. and finds you and you know you get killed or i really think that sometimes it's just fear that's really stopping a lot of people from speaking up you're mm. scared you're scared of what is this person going to do to you because already the person was capable of raping you this person can, can be, be capable, capable of killing of you or killing your children if you speak up or mm. you know or sometimes they hold like dirty things or your fraud scandals or all these things so now if you speak up you lose your job or you lose whatever so i think i think it's scary okay now i don't wish this upon you but what do you think you would do if you were raped this instance Mm, that's a tough one that's actually a tough one but honestly i would i would would, yeah that's the thing i'd be traumatized and like reporting the person will be will still be the last thing on my mind because i still want to heal first i still want to sit down and even analyze this whole situation that how did it happen why me you know so all this time and all the time that i'm, t- that I'm taking to heal by the time i even want to report this person it will be i don't know maybe 10 years down the line 
it's really gonna take your chances of actually winning the case yeah you're actually thinking about all those things you know that obviously someone can't just start with you and rape you it means he has been doing this so if he's still be in the streets and still doing it it means he knows his way out so even if i go and but that's what i'm saying the, the problem about this if you're gonna take time to report a person it's my word against yours. Mm. You don't have cameras in your place. There's nothing. So that's the thing. You go to the police station, you've already washed off everything, you clean, you're good. Mm. And then you get there, you're like, bam, bam, you rape me. You know, they're not going to Then you're opening a case sharp. Now what happens when you guys are at court? No, we're not going to win. That's, that's the thing. There's a, there's a chance you might. There's also a huge chance that you don't. Because that person can also deny and be like, no, she did give consent. Mm. And then it's not rape. You know... That's the thing about all of this. That's what makes rape cases so tricky. There were not even cameras to show Wutsi Vela, you didn't want this thing. Mm. You were not a part of it. And there's this one video that I saw on on Twitter and it was actually very sad and it, it made me realize why we can't have the death penalty back. Mm. So the girl was crying in the video and she was mad. I don't know if she had an argument with a boyfriend or they broke up or she found out that her boyfriend was cheating or something like that. And she was... Um, shouting in the video while crying and she was like yeah you see does this guy know what he's doing yada, yada, yada. does he know that we had sex and I still have sperm inside me his sperm I can go now to the police station and say that he raped me and then the mm. person who was taking the video was like no Chomi don't do that because you know he didn't rape you he's like yeah I know he didn't rape me but you see how he's acting I still have his sperm in me that means I can go now and open mm. a rape case and he would be arrested and then I realized there are also innocent brothers of ours that are suffering because they have such females in their lives mm, mm. who are lying because the females are mad or whatever. Now you lie and you say this ban ban raped mm. you. This is what we were saying that it's not only us women that are suffering from this, even men, you know. Mm. Like imagine having to lose your whole life, everything that you've built because of a lie. Of a lie. And then now the death penalty comes back and then they kill you because of something that you did not even did do. not even do that's why for me i honestly don't want the death penalty to come mm. back because i feel like they are innocent people who would die in this process yeah true as much as we really want to punish all those people that have been doing all the evil deeds but it's gonna end in tears but <laughs> at the end of the day who is the ultimate punisher and judge isn't it god Okay, I'm not saying that these people should just roam the streets and nothing should happen to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But who are we to end someone's life? Also mm -hmm. with rapists who rape and kill, who are you to decide to end somebody's life? You are not God. You can't mm -hmm. decide, today I'm ending your life. You must not live anymore. You know, today you're dying. Who are you? You know, there's like even something that I don't understand. Like, why would you go out and rape someone? Why don't you want a girlfriend? Like, I, I'm sure... Out there, there's going to be someone who's going to like you. And you guys will have a very beautiful relationship. I mean, there's really no need for the person to be going out and raping someone if you can just get a steady girlfriend and have sex with her whenever you want. You or whenever you guys want. I'm sure that these rapists have girlfriends. There has to be somebody who's loving you. There's mm. some steady. There's mm. somebody who's there, who's available, who you can call and then you'd be like, oh, let's meet up, whatever, a fuck buddy, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's somebody, but when uh, it's not enough. So it's actually a psychological problem in a way. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, actually it is. There is no man in his rightful mind 
would go around raping people. Hmm. But even with people in relationships, they still experience rape from their partners. You know, those I think those situ- yeah, but that's different. You're, you're experiencing it from your partner. It's not like this man is gallivanting, raping mm, people. Yeah, he, out, you know, so I feel like in that situation, I'm not saying it's a better or whatever, but I'm just saying in that situation, I think the man wanted to have sex and then she was not in the mood mm. or she just didn't want and he just kept pushing for it. Yeah, and this, in this case, these are the cases that are just so difficult to prove. Because we live together in the same house, yeah. and the next thing I'm telling you, I don't want Yesterday to we had it. Today <laughs> I, I refused, and then it was now rape, <laughs> yeah. and then the next day I, I said do. okay. Then we had, you know, now it's gonna be like, I mm. on this day she gave consent, mm. on Friday she didn't, she on Sunday she wanted, you know, it, that's it's a tough, bit tricky. Yeah, yeah but at the end of the day, if, if you don't want and somebody forces themselves on you, that is rape. rape. Whether you are my husband, my boyfriend, a stranger, an acquaintance. If mm. I don't want and you force yourself on me, then it is. But wait, I have a question, okay. right? Regarding this consent thing. Mm. So let's say you you're about to get raped by a stranger and all of that. That moment you decide and he's like, Open your legs, open your legs, what 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 the moment you decide to open your legs and let him in, was that you now giving consent? It can be like that. It isn't it like you're doing everything because at the end of the day you don't want to get killed. Yeah. Like, I think this is the most thing that scares us. With me, I've always said that. Like I've always said that if someone comes, like I've never experienced someone wanting to take my phone or being mugged or anything. Mm. So one thing that I've always told my sister is that as much as I always spend time in Pretoria and I know that it's not safe, if they're going to take my phone, they will take after I have fought. Like, mm. And I'll even tell the person that, you know what, you can take my life, it's fine. At the end of the, uh, at the, end of the day, you're going to die. And she told me it's not like that. It's like, not. one thing that you're always told is that you should always surrender. Yeah. You should because always surrender so that you should not be killed. Now you lose your life over mm. a cell phone. You know? So Whereas like, you could have given that phone and yeah. you might have, like, they might have spared your life and you walked away. Thing is, it's not even guaranteed, you know. No, but at least, at least, yeah. What if, what if you gave your phone away and, and they, they didn't, didn't kill you? You know that, yeah. That's rather one thing do that, that, rather give it away and actually, you know, mm. be safe or be saved than mm. for you to fight, lose your life, and then yeah, they walk away with the phone at the end of the day. You see. So yeah, maybe it's because I've always been an aggressive person. Like I always, wa- I always wanna fight. I always wanna fight. Like you can't just take something from me unless it's a boyfriend. Boy, I'm not gonna fight for you. <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm never gonna fight. But yeah, with other things that belong to me, I felt I always felt like that. But after she told me, I actually thought that you know what, it's not even worth it. I think I've also been like that. Yeah. Like, I grew up like that, and you know what. There's no way I'm going to work so hard and God gives me these blessings and then I just hand them over mm, like that. I'll know? be like, you effing kidding me. Even with a car. Even with a car, I'd be like, hijacked. yeah, I'm You know? And then I realized, listen, some things, man, basically, you know, some things are not worth it. Honestly, mm. your life, you must trust. Basically, you must, I, 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 I was watching this other sermon, I don't remember exactly what they were saying, but they were like, if you are not willing to let go of something, that means you do not trust God enough 
that he, he would be, be able to bring, bring in more. Yeah, yeah. So if you get hijacked in that moment and you decide to give them the car, you also trust that God's going to make a plan. Mm. And since God can give you anything and everything and he's the ultimate creator, maker of everything, you blesser. know. Yeah, you ultimate know. blesser. Then you also believe in Guzi. I'm mm. so told and I'll even get a better car than that mm. one. Mm. Or you know the the companies will be able to track the car they might mm. still you might still get it back even in good condition yeah yeah hey, sometimes you must just use your faith give away that car and mm. save your life maybe the car insurance will even give you a better car like you know you don't never know. know what's gonna happen yeah. but i feel like hey we're just fighting over materialistic things. things forgetting that you only have one life one life one one and you still have to have your children you have kids, everything your you family whatever. You have obligations, you have things to do. And you know? here you out here fighting over a watch that you don't know how to give away. Yeah. You risk this person literally you at gunpoint. Mm, and mm. on are you still fighting over a watch? Mm. Like the only people that I hate is that when they take all those things and then they end up killing you. I, I it really doesn't make sense. Why no, don't you just take all me. those things and then leave me? I hate it's it. You you came here looking for a phone. Mm-mm. I gave you the phone, and then you decided to kill me for what? Because I saw your face. You know. Then where Baraklava? Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then now you, I, I hate those people. Are honestly are selfish. They've got demons in them. Mm. You evil. Like how can you come here and you want to steal everything? You get everything you want, and then on top of that, now you decide you're gonna kill me too. And I also hate those rapists, who. Rape, rape people and, and then kill, kill them afterwards and then, the, and, dump your and then dump the body somewhere that they, the families can't even find them like your why don't you okay i'm not saying rape you is should okay, do it but why don't you just rape and move on move along why must you then kill the person you don't even give the person a chance to recover and hmm. make something of themselves and get through you decide i'm gonna rape this person imagine the last few minutes of that person's life was hell because first mm. of all, they spent the last few minutes fighting that person only afterwards to get killed and then dumped. And they even giving you, I mean, doing you a favor by giving it away. I mean, I'm still opening my legs, but still, you still want to kill you me You still want to kill me afterwards. Why, why do you even do that? Actually, you know what? I feel like those people, actually those people have a huge psychological problem. They do. They there really is do. no way you are okay mentally and mm. emotionally. There is no way. You're under some sort of influence because how does it make sense for you to just... So basically, these people are mm. because every woman they rape, they're going to kill afterwards. So, hey, that's crazy. So you rape, kill, move on to the next person, rape, rape kill, kill, move on to the next person, rape, kill. Why are you killing them on top of that? What do they do to you? I don't even... We don't like... deserve any of this. Like, a woman gave birth to, to you. you. Like, that should even click every time you trying to do it. It's more like raping your own mother. Basically. Basically. The same very rapist who will one day want a wife mm. and want kids. We are fine. It's straight. Now you want a wife. So mm. now you're understanding the importance of a woman in your life. How? By the time you respect and you love your mother because you understand the importance of a woman mm. in your life. But you're out here raping and killing other people. You have a problem and you need to deal with yourself. And also, 
friends who promote rape culture males you need to stop doing this thing and i actually spoke about it in another um episode with this other friend on his podcast mm. where i was like men promote rape culture and they don't realize this for example when a man tells his friends with you i'm into this girl yada, 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 and they're like yo go 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 mm-hmm. get her go get her number yada, 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 yada. and then the guy goes girl plays hard to get and then tells the guy ah oh, she's playing hard to get she doesn't want to give me her tens let's say we're at the club what do the guys do no she's go, just playing yeah, hard to get again. no try again try again keep keep trying mm. that is actually promoting rape culture how you're basically teaching your friends or teaching that guy that don't take no, no for an answer. answer. Yeah. Or the girl is always playing hard to get when she says no. So now what happens? All you niggas or most of the niggas or some of the niggas now have that mentality mm-hmm. that, oh, when a girl says no, she's actually playing hard to get. That means I need to keep on trying mm-hmm. until she says yes. And I hate this. There are even people with the back phone, like they want to date you and you're like, Honestly speaking, like I'm not interested or not beta or I just don't want to do this. And then the person's like, it's fine. I'm willing to do anything and everything. My nigga, what I'm basically trying to say is I'm not interested in you in that way. But you are just saying you're willing to do whatever it takes to to make me your girlfriend. Did you not hear me? I said I'm not interested. Hmm. So now you're not taking my no for an answer. So basically, that is promoting rape culture. You're not taking no for an answer. Yeah, true. You can't force me to like you. You know, and I even wonder if guys really sit down and talk about this. Like, do you guys even talk about this in your conversations? I think they don't. I think only a few people do. But mm. the thing is, what I've noticed from the male acquaintances I had in my life, they are not they are they're uncomfortable about speaking about deep issues. issues yeah. So I doubt that they actually sit as a group of friends Machita, it's a, it's a friday it's sunday let's talk about gpv all the niggas are like oh no yeah, no <laughs> i feel like that's how niggas are you know like mm. then they'll be like Yo, no, I'm not sporting, I'm not sporting. Hey, I'm stressed out now. Yeah. You're coming here talking about these things. Then when do you ever get to talk about it with your friends if niggas don't have those kind of conversations? Yeah, and it's actually bad when you're just the only one thinking about it, but all your friends are like, I'm like, hey, I'm not sporting. Or hey, don't come here acting like you're better or mm. educated because mm. you're coming with these big topics. Mm. It has nothing to do with education. It has nothing to do with trying to look like you're better than other people these things are happening yeah so i i think yeah good have man and do you think like one thing that we do as a society is that we always want to make this thing trend like okay maybe we had that someone was raped yesterday and mm-hmm. then we say justice for Bandan. and then okay i'm sitting on my couch and i'm busy justice for whoever and now are you on your bed justice and then you sleep the other person is busy saying justice for what but we're not even going out and like getting in action you know so i feel like that's actually another reason why this thing is not really There's like no taken yeah, yeah 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 so um, basically all we're gonna keep doing are hashtags mm. and then nothing really is actually done yeah okay i feel like with all the hashtags and the reposting is to raise awareness good mm. guys this is what happened um yada 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 you know mm. then for us leaving it quiet with oh yeah, and just brushing it off. Mm. We actually now posting with your guys. We hurt by this. It's like when somebody passes away, and then we post your rest in peace. Like 
we basically post what is our true. Yeah. It hurts, you know. Um, but also you have a point. Guti, we don't be. What are we doing really? We're sitting in our beds, <laughs> watching TV, <laughs> Netflix and chill. You know, post Netflix and We've chill. Been cuddling, allowing it to justice for whoever. Ah, uh, man. Okay, so what do you want to do? What are you gonna <laughs> do? You know, I feel like okay, I'm still a student, right? So what does that have to do with anything? I'm saying that <laughs> at least every campus, like, should have. A structure of some sort where we really maybe make it every Friday like we raise awareness in action by the gate, you know, and actually encouragement or even have seminars sometimes. You know, that's I feel a, like yeah, that's uh, a good idea. I think that would actually work and then with and other people that are working speak out or share their story. Mm. Maybe it can encourage a girl or some other person who's in that situation at that time that hey, get out while you still can. Yeah. Yeah. Because you might not make it out alive mm. if you're going to stay longer. So I think, because it honestly does help if somebody was going through a rough time and then you're you going through it, it now and then you hear somebody share their testimony, it helps you. To even know that you're not alone. Yeah, that you're not alone mm. and other people actually go through these things. And, you know, also, if we start, if we start doing those things on campuses, right, then people won't be afraid to actually open up and go seek advice and mm. go speak to the therapist or whoever is mm. available and have and also form support groups. Yeah, yeah. Even girls who've been raped before can also form support groups so they can help each other get through. Mm. Mm. That's true. And another thing that I saw on social media, it was it on no, it was actually from this other guy's podcast. He said that another problem with this thing not being like out there, it's because of how the media actually writes it down isn't it at school with english classes you were taught that this is the subject this mm. is the yeah but in most cases when they say okay god forbid sinclair was raped mm. they will actually say sinclair was raped by john they're not gonna say john raped sinclair so obviously everyone will be focusing on sinclair because sinclair is the subject mm. so even when they hashtag they'll be hashtagging sinclair justice for sinclair justice for sinclair but they're not focusing on john on the actual so problem john falls off and then now John the is focus, out of the picture. Yeah, the, the focus, focus is on, is on the victim. Mm. But the real culprit here it's is John. For the land put John. You know. John. King. Now the the focus is now on the victim instead of the person who the perpetrator basically. Mm, 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 you know. No, that's that's actually a good point. I never thought of it thought of it like that. So maybe that's another mistake that we're and making that's in how the those society. People then get away. Yeah, exactly. Because now everybody's just focused on oh, what happened to this person? What happened to this person? In Boranja, the question. <laughs> Yo, every time a person dies, they'll be like, what happened? They're not going to say a rest in peace before they know what, what really happened. <laughs> hey, I don't understand you black people sometimes. Yo, no, Mara. Uh-uh, sometimes you want to know. <laughs> I, if someone close to you passes away, are you going to be like, oh, rest in peace? You're going to be like, what, what happened? Was this person killed by a sickness? Or by mm. a person. 
Then in most cases, if you don't even know the cause of the death, you move. Because you don't know the cause. You don't know the cause. Nobody knows the cause. You move. Mm. You know? But if there's actually, like, oh, there was actually somebody behind this person's death, death, then why you want to know. I don't know. I feel like it also brings some sort of comfort knowing what happened. Mm. Then not knowing what happened. How do you accept Mm. the person's death if you don't know what happened? You Mm. know? Let's say, oh, we really had a very. So wait, there's one more question that I want to ask. Okay. Do you blame society and our culture for patriarchy? Yeah, I do. I do. I do as well. I also do. Like, like every time that okay, like ever since I was a kid, I've always known men to be the one that should be in power, the the ones that Mm. are running the household. Like everything is all about men, 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 men. You you should men be take the yeah, seat you should be under, under them, them, you know. Always. So that's actually a problem. Even at churches, you know, like not now though, but back then, every time we'd be told that uh, the men should come first, and then we'll follow after, and then we should sit down, and then the chairs are reserved for men, you know, like. I oh, didn't, sit down yeah, on the floor. yeah. I did. I didn't really understand. So you guys would actually sit on the floor, mm. and then men would sit on the chairs. Mm. What about boys? Would boys also sit Even on the chairs? Even boys. You lie. Imagine ugogwaku, a whole grandmother, ashale pants. Yes, is that how bad it was? You know, no, they were actually teaching mm. you guys a wrong thing, like a lesson. So that was the yeah. Until we actually got out, because. You know, when you're still young, you just have to go to church because they said you need to go to church. Mm. That's what you used to, and that's going to seem normal to you. Yeah. Until you get out of the church and go to another church where it is equality, Equa- yeah, 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 on yeah. chairs, and then you start realizing what I was, I was being was fed nonsense. Mm. But you don't see until you're out. When you're in it, there's no way you can see it. Mm. And like, it was so bad because even now when you're in class and then you see a guy without a chair, you'd move. And the the guy sits down, but now, yeah, but now obviously, guys are the ones that yeah, you know, you know, women should be treated like queens. But back then, we're not taught that. Yo, yo, I can't believe I've never experienced <laughs> that, and I never knew it to be like that. Like you know, this is yeah. something I don't know. And I also do blame, I blame culture a lot mm. for patriarchy because, you know, cult most cultural practices were actually against women, mm. or they were. They would basically deprive women and they'd always put men to be superior mm. and all of that, right? And how everything in, you know, cultural practices made things look or made things worse, uncomfortable for women. Yeah. Women had to accept a lot of things because culture says so, you know, yeah. So I just felt like there was just so much pressure on women, you mm. know, with all these cultural practices. Even the whole thing of your husband passing away. And then you have to mourn him for a whole year. But then for men, if um, he loses his wife, must mourn her for like maximum Mm. three months or a month even. Mm. And then as a woman, you get bashed if you don't mourn your husband for the full year. Mm. I think we should actually talk about gender equality. It's so important. Yeah. Well, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Mm. This is a bit hectic because, okay, we're living in a very, like, cruel world. As ladies, it's even worse for us. But one thing that I would like to say, this is for the guys. Please, 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 try by all means to protect 
your sisters, your daughters, your neighbors, acquaintances, everything. Just try strangers. to protect them. Even on the streets, if yeah. you don't know and you see that the woman feels scared or something, pretend that you know her and move her away from mm. those group of men who might be targeting her or something. Please, like that's one thing that I'm asking because there's clearly nothing we can do. We can't be walking around with weapons because we might. We don't even know that. We, like we might end up being the ones that are killed. Like yeah, the weapon might we, be might be used against me. Yeah. You know? So it's it's not even safe. Mm. So that's the only thing that I'm gonna leave um our listeners with. Okay, well I know that men are also victims of gender based violence, but yeah, we as ladies we should also respect. Let's let me just say we should both like we should both all respect parties. yeah, we Let's should all respect each other one another, and man. protect one another. Yeah. Yeah. Well what I would wanna say what would you love to leave our listeners with? Well, I want to say, if you truly say that you love somebody, you love your partner, you love your family member, you love your sister, whoever it is, your friend, if you love somebody, you protect that person, you keep them safe, you love on them, you respect them, you are present, you show up. You basically, go read First Corinthians 13. Mm. You must, the word it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not do any harm. It does not rejoice with evil. So if you truly have love in your heart, then you are not going to be doing these things. So this also applies to women. If you love your husband or you love your kids, then do not be violent towards them. And I know as women, we might not be physically abusive, but one thing that we definitely know and can be good at would be verbal abuse. We know how to say things that are very hurtful to men, to kids, and all of that. I know there are so many, you know, people that I know, acquaintances that are still re- trying to recover from um, the words that their mothers said to them and how they would always say they are worthless or they'll never become anything. Let me tell you something those words, you carry them with you forever. So I know as women, we can be very good at being verbal abusers. Mm. So. And men can be very good at being physical abusers mm. and, and psychological abusers. But what I'm trying to say is if you truly have love in your heart, then you need to start loving people right. Which means stay away from any form of abuse. Do not be the, the, the culprit, basically. Mm. And if you are a victim of gender-based violence, you can phone this number. 012-312-7500. The emergency line is 0 eight zero zero four two eight four two eight or you can send a please call me by dialing star one two zero star seven eight six seven hash or you can sms help to three one five three one well that was so informative thank you Cynthia, for that and thank you guys for tuning in on today's episode we are so excited and hope you guys will enjoy thank you so much